we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 34 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, you're shaking your head. First of all, how are you? And then we'll get to why you're shaking your head. Healthy and alive. And uh, I'm just shaking my head at the fact that we're that far into this, uh, this long. And yet they're still pushing that you have to get a jab and uh, COVID is so terrible and everything. And they're, 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 they're trying to restart the mask mandates and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. It's are just they talking about that? Are they talking about that there? There's there's stirrings of it, yeah. Whether or not they're going to go full full bore into it, I don't know. But there there's there's stirrings. You know, they're getting ready to drop the mask uh, mandate on public transport here, and then of course I heard Biden is talking about bringing it back for uh, is it airline travel and, and train travel places where they've got their their foot in the door as far as government regulation and rules and everything else. Uh, they're trying to put it back in there, I think. Is that right? Yeah, uh, it, it does seem that way. And then the other thing that um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but uh, uh, on podcast, at least uh, in terms of the jab mandate, we all thought that was pretty much done for the federal uh, regulations. You know, they, they removed that federally uh, and also on our military. Yeah, it's not actually gone from the military to to join the military. You require getting a jab still. Uh, for COVID-19, as well as the other regiments that they have. And I'm curious, are we going to start giving our troops all mRNA jabs going forward? Yes. Like all yes. the jabs that they're required, it's going to be yes. mRNA. Well, it's a, it's a breakthrough technology, Bruce. It is a breakthrough technology. And, and there's a lot of myths that surround all of that stuff. Here to tell you why you should be up to date on all of your vaccines, especially as it relates to COVID, is Joe Scarborough from MSNBC. Joe, I've got a dead intern in my office, Scarborough. On you know, it's interesting. I, I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster. Mm -hmm. um, Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID. COVID, yeah. Got completely knocked down for a while. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Months. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say months. You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes. I wouldn't say mine. No, it was a long time. <laughs> so anyway, weeks. Let's TJ just no, weeks. It was weeks. I, I I was fatigued for a long it time. It took three months. I'll say it's very interesting though, uh, because the, the, we're we're learning a lot more about what what your your resistance to COVID may be. Yeah. I what was that back in September? Uh, just got got 
uh, my checkup and uh, the antibodies are like at 100% right now. Interesting. So for for it, it kind of works out. But again, we found out we found out the boosters, the vaccines, they don't stop the disease, but they certainly do make a big impact. Instead of me being down for a month right. with fatigue, if I'd taken the booster, I would have probably sneezed and said, what was that? And kept going. Exactly. That's the difference. And so I love when people go, oh, I'm not going to accuse the difference. So you still get COVID. If I you know. Get that. no, that's that's, that's not the, the purpose of it. That's never been the purpose of the flu shot. And so it builds up your resistance, just like actually getting COVID builds up your resistance. Exactly. So keep you from listen, the So do yourself a favor, right? And get off the websites that Chinese religious cults are, are, are putting as a front so they can get a stronghold in America and in your mind and, and get yourself a booster shot. It's important. You'll be glad um, you did. One more. You'll be glad you did, right? You see, Bruce, get off those, um, uh, those Chinese cult sites that are trying mm. to gain a foothold, uh, in your mind and, and just go and get mm. your booster shot. Yeah. Be in your best interest. Interesting that the, you know, we, we, we've talked about, uh, <laughs> When they start making accusations, uh, those on the left, it's usually because they're doing it themselves or they're guilty of what they're accusing. And we've pointed out many times that uh, they, they, they take funding from the CCP. So who, who's, uh, who's guilty here of uh, the Chinese you know, website? Mm-hmm. Um, and were they arguing how long he was down with COVID or how long yes. ago he had COVID? No, how long he was down. As in like it it grabbed a hold of him and he had, uh, what was the term? Fatigue for about three mm. months. Mika said, so oh, you, know, you were down for months. You, were, you weren't down for a week. You were down for months. Uh-huh. So for three months and, and uh, it, interesting, the, the um, chemistry there that she was so willing to nag him on that one. Well, their husband and wife, she's allowed months. to. Their husband and wife, she's, she's allowed that, to. That, that, that's my point, is she would know for sure that she was calling out his BS on the air. And I don't think she was supposed to call out his BS because that makes the vaccine look bad. He was down for three months when the rest of us that didn't get a vaccine and uh, caught COVID, uh, myself included. Uh, I was not down at all. I've pointed out multiple times that when I caught COVID, we were in the middle of moving to my current home that I live in now. We had to move a, I think it was a 24 foot uh, U-Haul. We packed it full, moved it to the next house and unloaded, unloaded it within a 27 hour period. I had COVID at that time. It was so bad that I, I had a little bit of a sniffles for like four hours and uh, chills for about 30 minutes to an hour, roughly. That was the extent of it. Of course, I did lose my taste and smell uh, for like two days, I think. But as far as any other symptoms, they were they were mild. I mean, you could have chalked if it wasn't for the taste and smell. I could have said eh, it was just allergies. The thing about this one was is that it, it affected everybody differently. I mean, I had a pretty pretty awful case of it. I'm not going to say it was like life changing or something, but it was it was a mild flu. I hadn't been that sick in a really long time, uh, and it got to the point where I. I was I, I had so much uh, pain, you know, and I have a pretty high tolerance for pain. I have to say I had so much pain in my left and right leg that it hurt to walk up and down the stairs. 
for like three or four days. I don't know what caused that. I haven't had that kind of like inflammation and, and that kind of pain since I had the flu when I was 10 years old. So I had uh, what felt like a, a mild case of uh, influenza. That's what it felt like for me. Uh, I was running a, a really high fever for like three or four days. It took me for a pretty good ride. So afterwards, it's, you know, whatever. You know, I'm over it now. So it's it's fine. And the uh, the other thing that they said there was... Uh, the flu shot was not to stop you from getting flu. It was to build up your immunity or your immune system. Um, wait a minute. No, no. The entire intention of the flu shot was to keep you the, the whole reason they did the the five, uh, you know, it, it, it's a combination of the five most uh, or four, excuse me, uh, four most um, prevalent flus from the previous year that they think are going to be the ones this year. That's what they jab you with to try to keep you from getting. That's the whole reason you get vaccinated is to prevent you from getting, not to to reduce your symptoms of. That's a therapeutic. They're different. So the the argument that they uh, gave there is completely wrong uh, from a from a just from a definition standpoint. Let's see, Bruce. You're you're overanalyzing. Just go and get it done. No, no. I had a uh, no. had a buddy of mine in the states who who basically said nearly the same thing. Everybody was everybody was bitching at him about uh, this requirement, that requirement, and everybody was like, "Why why are we even asking questions about any kind of requirements? This is ridiculous." And his response was, "Just go and get it done." And my response to him would have been, "No." Yeah, just the same. Pretty much, yeah, it was <laughs> no. pretty much around the board. No, sorry, it's not going to work. Although that one person I told you about, they, that one person did cave. So yeah, it was, well, it was either that or you're going to get fired. Fire me. Please yeah. fire me over a medical issue. I will sue your pants off. <laughs> and they would have a valid case right now because the Supreme Court ruled that, yeah, you can't fire uh, workers at the federal level if they refuse that. But that's not the case for our military, though, is it? No, no. In fact, um, it was requested that all the ones that were uh, discharged for not taking the jab be reinstated, and uh, it was refused. So um, sorry to those soldiers out there. Um, But at the same time, it was a purge, in my opinion. Um, Those of you that were unwilling to get the jab, you're also the ones that would say, no, I'm not going to fire on our own citizenry. So you had to be removed. I heard a statistic this morning that about 85% of our current active duty have taken the COVID-19 vaccine. The rest have been discharged or they haven't gotten to them yet, or they've had some kind of re- uh, religious exemption or uh, or medical reason to not get it. Uh, but they were, if the numbers I heard this morning are correct, we're looking at about an 85% uh, vaccination rate with U.S. troops. That's good. That's good. So uh, when they when they get out there and are... are um you know, having to be physically active in a stressful situation, uh, they may just keel right over. That's good. And speaking of that, uh, Bruce, we talked about the, well, the country was talking about, the world was talking about the case of DeMar Hamlin a couple of weeks ago, the NFL football player yep. that mm-hmm. went into cardiac arrest on the field because of that that massive hit that he took, that unbelievable amount of force that he was smashed with in the chest that just it stopped his heart right then and there one it just one might even say it was unprecedented unprecedented yeah it's never happened before Mm. well you'd be happy to know he has made it back to the stadium uh and he did show up at the game the other night of course you couldn't see his face at all there's nothing weird about that You, you couldn't see his face uh kept himself kind of concealed the entire time. Of course, you don't know. You can't confirm that it's actually him. I'm just saying. But listen to the way 
that this was received. Oh, looks like DeMar Hamlin is in the building. Yes, if they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. DeMar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, oh we great. love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. DeMar Hamlin returned to the facility this week. Sean McDermott telling us it was so good to have him around. He told us it's baby steps right now. It's all completely up to Hamlin, how involved he wants to be every day. A spokesperson close to the family said despite being out of the hospital. He still has a lengthy recovery. He requires oxygen and he has his heart rate monitored regularly, but he is upbeat. He's positive, and I was told he has a big smile. Yeah, DeMar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh, that's his, that's his sign. What a beautiful, triumphant story that galvanized this entire nation. Galvanized our entire nation, Bruce. You hear that? Galvanized our entire nation. And it, it wouldn't matter if they brought him into that facility in any capacity. The fans were going to blow the doors off of that stadium. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say uh, that does not look like someone that is being monitored. Uh, you know, hearts being monitored and he's on oxygen. First of all, if they were concerned about him overexerting himself, what was he doing? Effectively doing jumping jacks there, first of all. Second of all, uh, where, where's the oxygen they said he was on and the, the heart monitor? Now, the heart monitor, you can actually like that. Why, that is, put under why is he wearing clothing, a balaclava but, that's restricting his airflow? What, why is he doing that? Yeah. And glasses and has his hood up. Why? Why? If that was DeMar, why did they go to great lengths to conceal his identity? Well, you see, Bruce, if they brought him back in the stadium in any capacity, see, you're, you're ignoring the bigger picture here. You know what the NFL is? American Professional Football League. Do you know what they are? The NFL is a media and an entertainment company first. They're a sports company second. Keep that in mind. When you hear the uh, the talking up and, and the playing up and the building up, I get that that's part of being uh, into, into like journalism and stuff. You want to build up the story. I understand that. But really? The dude died on the field in front of millions of people. He was dead on the field. They worked on him for 10 minutes and brought him back. And then he had a second cardiac arrest on the way to the hospital. And yeah, but they that was say, him out, out there. It, yeah, that I mean, was him. Was that was him crowd, standing up there doing the, you know, get up out of the seat, you know, raising your arms up like that. Um, yeah. If you've got any form of cardiac issues, I, I've heard McCullough talk about this time and again. If you've got any kind of cardiac issues whatsoever, you don't need to be doing anything zero nothing park your sorry mm -hmm. ass on the couch you're not moving for a minimum of six months you're not doing yep. anything you're not gonna be uh, jumping off golf carts hopping into elevators going up to a luxury box and saying raise the roof and clapping your hands and cheering I, especially that, if you're but, on oxygen uh, yeah not only that they were all he also uh when when he came out of the uh uh, little ATV there and went up the elevator. He was walking very briskly. Oh, he was. Security was very snappy to cover right behind him. So it was difficult to see. I mean, it, this all, no, that wasn't him. If that was you really him. really don't think it was him. You really don't think it was him. No, I, I, I legit don't think it was him. If that was him, if that truly was Damar Hamlin, you would have seen him not with a mask on, not with a hoodie up, not with sunglasses on. And they he would have been ego. out there in front of the cameras. Ego. Yep. They yes. love their ego. Well, even even if it, not even necessarily the ego, it's the it's the NFL. 
they would have had him, they would have been touting him out there because uh, it, it became such a national story, this. Everybody's seen him collapse on the field, more or less. And even if you're not someone that watches the NFL, like myself, you still knew about the story uh, of DeMar Hamlin. So uh, it, it, it would be very advantageous for them to uh, bring him forward when he's capable and it, it clearly see him. Uh, but they had the benefit of snow cover as well. So even if even if he is up there in those luxury boxes, uh, you can't zoom the camera in enough to see his face, even if it was him, uh, because there's so much snow blind. Nah, I, I, I just I don't think it's him. This felt like a CCP op or something out of the Soviet Union. You know, one of their national heroes that died on the field and they, they just tout someone out that looks somewhat like him uh and and with the glasses cheers all around (laughs) even had sunglasses (laughs) you couldn't see anything yeah and it 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 just nah all right well i suppose that the uh that the fun's over on to more serious things so we have the escalation in ukraine which we figured that that's what it was going to be right when you've got bodies stacking up at home and you're losing on the uh uh, the information front, well, what do you do? You just stir up a little problem in foreign affairs somewhere and you take a country to war, in this case, multiple countries. Today, the German chancellor, Olaf Scholz, said that, you know, there's some concerned citizens out there. And you know what? You should just you should trust him and the government because they're going to be making the right decisions. And they've decided that they're going to be sending uh, Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. That's what they've decided. Although it's a bit strange. You know, um, let me see. Germany, Ukraine, Germany, Ukraine, geographically, I'm speaking Germany, Ukraine. That's about the same distance for reference from Chicago. Even if you're not American, you can understand this from Chicago to New York City. That's about the difference distance wise, geographic and everything else. Let me see. Germany, Ukraine. It's going to take them four months to get those tanks to theater. Four months. It's going to take you four months to get tanks from Chicago to New York City with the the vast rail network that they have across Europe, unlike what we have in America. They can have that stuff to theater in 24 hours or less. It can happen. Four months. It kind of seems like they're maybe potentially going to refit those tanks and remove some of the upgrades maybe maybe so that they're you know not revealing any kind of secrets i don't know i i just i have issues with germany doing this i have issues with america doing this i have issues with any country giving main battle tanks to ukraine uh to be fair what's going to happen if if ukrainians uh well we'll put it this way 30 percent of those tanks will just disappear they'll they'll lose track of them they were uh lost in action and you're going to see one of those tanks pop up somewhere else around the world that were mysteriously blown up without any record of them being blown up. And Ukraine's going to have a little bit more money in their pocket. The uh, oligarchs there. And it's it's not possible, for, based on what you're saying, it's not possible that those tanks could fall into the hands of the arms dealer that we just released for the uh, the basketball player. There's no chance of that happening. Oh no, is there? No, no, that's that's no? impossible. That that okay. that would never happen. Okay. Because all right, I'm, clearly they're tracking exactly where those tanks are course, at all times. Uh, how stupid! Just like me. all the other yeah. munitions. Yeah, uh, we, yeah they're they're only being used by Ukrainians. Yeah, right. So there's no way possible that that and there's uh, there's certainly no way that they would ever end up in in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. There's no way that could happen, right? No, no, no. That that couldn't happen at all. No. Mm -mm. 
No, no I, I wouldn't think so. Of course not. Mm -hmm. um, Biden on what the United States is going to be sending. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. <clears throat> They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we begin, we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible. Now we know why they're in Oklahoma and Germany. Yep, to train them how to use our equipment. Does anybody else think that this is a bad idea? Why is it that you hear no one, you hear no one in authority talking about peace? From either side, I might add. Putin's in a very strange predicament. I mean, I suppose I can get down into what I heard this morning. And, and, but again, that's I trust the source on it because the person that was saying it was an expert on the Soviet Union and has debriefed several uh, KGB operatives that had defected to the West uh, for the United States government. So I trust the person's assessment on it. Uh, but before I do that, Bruce, I want you to hear this. Uh, this is the German foreign minister. This is uh, Baerbock, uh, Annalena Baerbock, which some people surmise that she's actually the power behind the throne here. Some people say that she's the one that's actually calling the shots. This was her in the European Parliament this afternoon. And therefore, I've said already in the last days, yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. Thank you. We're fighting a war against Russia, and we're not fighting a war against each other. Did you just hear the German foreign minister declare war on Russia? Because that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I caught out of that as well. And let's be clear, when she says we're fighting a war against a foreign adversary, whoever that is, I know she said Russia, but it doesn't really matter. I, I'm stating this in, in historical context. When she says we're not fighting a war against each other, uh, sweetheart, you're in Europe. You always fight wars against each other. That's what Europeans do. You people can't figure this nonsense out. You haven't been able to figure this nonsense out because you're Europeans and you fight with each other all the time throughout history. Yeah. There's no reason yeah, to think that, that you can come together and make decisions on it now. Been doing that since you guys are tribes. Uh, yeah. That's, Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. I'm curious why the foreign minister there is is um, declaring war when it's not the prime minister or, you know, whoever's in charge. It's not. Yeah. Well, you've Germany. got to have it's the same concept. They Their system is they're they're. Uh, considered to be a a, a republic a, a you know a constitutional federal mm -hmm, republic mm -hmm. here so they after the war they took basically our system they have a system of checks right. and balances though it's it's kind of tailored to their you know usual european style ministries and and all that stuff they have a bigger bureaucracy but mm -hmm. more or less the system is supposed to operate nearly the same way ours is uh, and the other thing uh why <laughs> Why are we sending hardware as an American? And the one that was recommending it is uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense. He's not uh, compromised I'm sorry. by China, is he? He's, no, he's, of course he's not. That, no. no, no. It should and, be Congress that says whether or not we do this, not Lloyd Austin or the president. And it just so happens the other person that was standing behind Biden, apart from Secretary Austin, was uh, Anthony Blinken, who 
I'm sure is is all on board with uh, with everything that's happening. The Secretary of State, and I'm curious, the whole Biden uh, classified document scandal at University of Pennsylvania, the Biden Center, which was wholly funded by the millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars by the Chinese Communist Party directly. Who was running the Biden Center at University of Pennsylvania? Oh, by God, it was Anthony Blinken. Yeah, interesting that. Uh, Also interesting in all of this, um, some of those documents were as recent as 2018. 2018. Um, Let's see, what was... The vice president's role. Oh, that's right. He didn't have any pres- uh, any kind of government role at that point. Barack was out. It was Trump. Uh, so he didn't have any kind of reason that he should have recent documents on his person. And some of the other documents that were found in his home were from when he was a senator. I'm sorry, uh, but the vice president, let alone a senator, having documents that have not been properly declassified, which, again... Only the president has that power to do uh, or to do that. Why? Why exactly do you have those? You you should be in federal prison right now, especially when your crack-addled son who blows off a of hookers he has access to them. Whether or not Biden had malintent with those, it does not matter. You had a crack-addled son that had access to those. He could have easily have sold them off to any number of governments to get money, uh, and it, he may not have. He, I mean. The documents themselves may not have been sold off. He could have just photocopied them and sent them off somewhere. We don't know who's had access to them, who's seen them, and how many other documents there were. That's the whole problem with this. And, I, you know, the, the, the thing is, I don't even really care about the whole top secret file nonsense and all of that. I don't really care about that. It's the principle of the matter. If we're going to have these rules in place, and we're going to be upheld, if a man is thrown in federal prison for like 20 years for taking a photograph of the sub of the submarine he served on from the outside while it's in port to show his daughter. If he goes to prison for 20 years for doing that, you damn well better throw the vice president who had top secret documents illegally and on his uh, or in his home office and uh, wherever the hell the other ones were located. He's had like four or five um, findings now of these. Uh, we're just getting a drip of them. Miraculously, it all seems to drop at the same time. You notice that? It all seems to drop at the same time. Yeah. Kamala Harris is now being pushed about, did she have any classified information when she was a senator? It seems to me like they're trying to flush both of them simultaneously. And that would put who in the Oval Office? McCarthy, right? Just I mean, temporarily, of course, until they could get someone else. But... I think that's a good play for the Democrats. You know, I was explaining this in, in prep to Bruce. I think it's a good play. And the reason I think it's a good play is because it throws a bone to the right. It takes the heat, the supposed right. It takes the heat off of the Democrat Party for a little while so they can reorganize and do whatever it is they need to do. They can spin up that little war over there and let that let the State Department run wild with that one, along with the DOD and the contractors. Oh, they love that, don't they? So that will take the focus off of them. The media can have their little heyday with it, while the two of uh, the occupiers, illegal occupiers, I might add, in the White House, sail off into the sunset. Rush Limbaugh, the late great Rush Limbaugh, called this. This is back when he was he was still alive. Limbaugh called this. I played the video or the I played the audio for you last week, Bruce. This guy he called it on December fifteenth of two thousand and twenty. Think about this. We are three years 
to the date, just a little over three years from the time he said this. Listen. Oh, until I'm going to tell you, folks, I think we're seeing enough information on the Bidens now to safely say that Biden will serve at the pleasure of Barack Obama. If Obama gives the green light to Democrats to take Biden out, there will be ample evidence that Biden has lied about his knowledge. His family was selling his name and office with his permission. And if that's, in fact, the case, then there's likely unreported money that will be found. The fake news media will temporarily become hard news media if the decision is made that Biden has to step down. Until that time, they will be covering for Biden. They'll be making excuses for Biden. They'll be ignoring all the negatives. You wait and see. And then watch what happens to their ratings when that happens. Did he call that or did he call that? He did call that. And lo and behold... That's exactly what's happening right now. And uh, to the point of uh, at the leisure uh, of Barack Obama, all Barack Obama has to do is just say those files were declassified. I declassified those files, the ones that he has. And then um, Biden is cleared. Those files are no longer classified. Because remember, the president of the United States has the power to declassify files. And literally all it all it takes is the president to say, this is declassified and it is declassified by the Constitution. So there is no procedure. There is no process. It's literally just the president saying this is declassified. So that's all it would take is Barack Obama to say, yeah, these were declassified and everything would be all good in the neighborhood. You can't do it. I, I No, it, it's not going to happen. And it's the same thing with Trump. Same thing with Trump. Trump, all he has to do is say those files that Mike Pence has, I declassified those. Uh, and I don't think Trump's going to do it out of a grudge, uh, to, be, to be honest. Uh, but the fake news media will, or as Limbaugh used to call them, the drive-by media. The drive-by media will become the real news media for a time. And watch what happens to their ratings. They're now starting to pick that up, aren't they? About the declassified, or about the classified documents that were not, de yeah, the, whatever you just said, you know, all of that. So that's what I think they're going to do. They're going to flush these two. They're going to have their little war. They're going to spin up their little war. And they've got some time, mind you. The U.S. is not going to be delivering those Abrams tanks for over a month. Again, we can have those things to... Are you kidding me? As fast as we can move merchandise around the world, it's going to take a month. Give me a break with that. We can have those we things have on the ground. We got them in Poland. We've got them in Germany, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, this is our largest well, no, I mean, garrison. I mean, we moved them, some of the ones that were in Germany oh, to from Poland. Germany like, to we, Poland. We yeah, just, we, yeah. We did that so last they're already year. There. We did that yeah. last year. They're already ready to go. So they knew that they were so, going to be here right now. They they intended to give them away. They intended to give them to Ukraine uh, much sooner, but they needed the right moment. And I guess they see this as their moment. Why why is it they're they're escalating? See, okay, I was just thinking about this when we were kind of talking about Putin and all of this. He's in a, ch in a why catch twenty two from what I heard today. But I'll get into that in a second. Go ahead. I'm I'm wondering if he was originally part of the World Economic Forum. And he has a little bit of a problem with um, uh, his grandiose ideas, you know, being a little bit of a, uh, I forget what the psychological term is when you're uh, um, narcissistic, but you have grandiose ideas like that. You're, you're, um, yeah, anyway, James like Bond villain kind. Complex? Yeah, kind of a God complex, but like there's another Klaus word Schwab for it. Complex? I think um, we could rename it that yeah, now, the Schwab yeah. complex. He could, yeah. The Schwab complex, yeah. Uh, but... I, I think what's happening, I think he's turned on the World Economic Forum and he's trying to create his own. And this whole infighting, 
maybe this in fact now i'm not officially saying this is my stance on it i'm I'm saying this is a possibility maybe this is infighting between the world economic forum and um the whatever the eastern whatever he calls the Yeah. yeah eastern economic forum Maybe it's infighting between that and they're trying to get rid of him because one of the th- one of their agendas is to get us all on uh, wind and solar. Right. Well, he's creating a bunch of oil of <laughs> we have to stop that. So I think yeah. maybe he's not willing to play ball with them. And maybe. so they have to get rid of all oil. And because he's unwilling to do it himself in, in Russia, um, maybe it's that's possible. what this is, what, what's going on here. Wind and solar isn't going to work in Russia, for God's sake. Do you know how cold it gets in that country? Do you know how much snow they have? Another possibility is they just need more of Ukraine destroyed. That's another possibility. They need more of Ukraine to be demolished so that you can have BlackRock to come in and create more 15-minute cities or, you know, cover it more in Ukraine. Yeah, that is true. And we did see the promo video, the concept of what they want to do in Ukraine by 2030. Uh, So that is a possibility. Yeah. But see, Putin is jammed up. uh, And I heard this again this morning. So, I mean, take this for what you will. I mean, I welcome everybody to to do their own research on it and form their own opinion. This is just a take I heard this morning. I have differing of, uh, of opinions from what I heard from this gentleman, but I'm going to state what I heard this morning. And I tend to agree with him on some on some points. He did say that his contacts that he has inside Russia because it is pretty difficult to get some information out of there, especially it's uh, at the governmental level. Everything's buttoned up pretty well over there, because if it's not buttoned up, then you're magically going to have a heart attack and fall out of a five story window and you'll die of depression, I guess. I, I don't know. But his sources are telling him that it's not going very well for Russia, uh, as in they've lost about 120,000 troops thus far. That's not to say that the Ukrainians haven't lost their fair share. They've lost quite a bit, too. So I mean, we're seeing, Bruce, we're, we're catching videos here and there of what's going on. And they're not fake. I mean, we've seen the fake stuff and we've we've seen the real stuff. And it's just, it, it's it's god awful, uh, some of that stuff. It's, it's just like trench warfare has returned. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Russia's, uh, yeah, according to the, uh, the sources that this gentleman had uh, inside Russia, they've lost about 120,000. And the other problem that they're having is back on the home front, back inside Russia. Not only have they lost that many in Ukraine uh, within that conflict thus far, they've also lost a lot of Spetsnaz, uh, I heard as well. Uh, a lot of their paratroopers units, those are all Spetsnaz. And those are some of the, make no mistake, the Russian Spetsnaz, you can say what you want, but those are some of the most highly trained soldiers and fighting forces on this planet. They are good. The Russian Special Forces, they are good. What they're having problems with at home is a lot of the men are being kidnapped. This is, again, this is coming from uh, from a source inside there. A lot of the men are being kidnapped and they're being hauled off to the front against their will. Some of them are in their 60s. And the problem that they're having is they're not being trained. You're going to put a 60-year-old man, no matter what country they come from, you're going to put a 60-year-old man out there on the front? They're having heart attacks when they get off the train from the shock of it all and having to carry 40 kilos worth of kit. On top of that, they're having issues recruiting the younger generations. The reason that they can't conscript the younger generations is because that pulls them out of their economy working regular jobs or working manufacturing jobs. Then you're sacrificing your your logistics and your supply lines. So you can't do that. So you've got a lot of the people inside Russia that are really upset. They don't want to fight. 
Nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants to fight in this war. Have you noticed that? The only people that want to fight are these sick psychotics like Putin, like Zelensky, and like all these, these crackpot lunatics that we have running us here in the West. Throughout history, Western history more specifically, whenever you have failing economic policies, whenever you have failing domestic policies, you always take populations to war. In the past, in the past 100 years specifically, from the First World War to where we are now, they have always been able to hide their guilt through conflict between nations. This time, it's not so easy. We have the free flow of information. Information is a double-edged sword. You can use it however you want. The problem is, is that we can see them now, whereas before you couldn't. You had to take the government's word for everything. People read papers. People listened to the radio. People watched television. You could see all that stuff. You could, you could be successful in propaganda campaigns against the populace. Don't believe that? Look at World War II in Nazi Germany. They were very successful in their propaganda campaigns against their population. We were successful in ours, too. So were the British. This time, it's a little different. You can't convince all of the people anymore. You have the people that would normally be in position physically, intellectually, to be able to go out and fight your war for you. Normally, at any other point in time in our history, we would be the ones conscripted to go out and do it. This time, we're telling you to drop dead because we've seen what you've started. Bruce, do you want to take a guess at, in the United States, okay, in the U.S., do you want to take a guess of how many American men, I'm not talking about women here, American men right now of age to be qualified for the draft, just to say that we would be having another draft, okay? I'm just, I'm not saying that we are. In the United States, do you know how many, as in, I'm going to say like one in, you know, one in uh, uh, two, one in four, one in 10, one in 15, one in 30, whatever. One, just pick your one, in, whatever your ratio you think it is. Do you know how many right now in the United States that are qualified between, I think it's 18 and, and 40, I think is a cutoff range or 18 and, and 45. I'm not sure, but somewhere along in there. Do you know how many are able that would qualify to go into military service right now if they had to in the United States, if you had to guess. Um, so if I had to take a stab, because I'm, I'm not including those that were, I'm looking at this as if it was 2019, uh, because it, it's kind of, we've thrown a monkey wrench in with all these vaccines and the injuries and everything. Okay, so yeah, I'm taking not, that out of it. I, I'm taking, not sure. So yeah, take take, that out. taking that out of it. We're just talking here by intelligence level, as in IQ, because they test that. And and your physical ability and, and your physical ability. So we're just looking at those two things in your best estimation, your best guess. What would you think we have in America right now? I think one in three are eligible. One in four. You're close. One in four. I was going I was going to say one in four. Legitimately, I was like, it's probably it's probably about 25 percent. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe 30, maybe, maybe 33 okay, percent. One so in four. There you go. One in four. You're going to conscript these these uh, the, these buffoons with these skinny jeans and these thousand dollar iPhones. I got an idea. I, I got an idea. How about this? How about you? Uh, how about you tool up those uh, uh, black balaclavaed, uh, mostly peaceful protesters and stick them out there? How about you do that? They love to fight. Stick them mm. out there. They they would they would more than likely turn on one another. I, I know it's not really a problem, but <laughs> I was getting ready to say, what, is there a problem somewhere? If, well, if if we came to the point that we had to draft people. And it was a dire situation to that we needed a draft. 
I would you know rather not have. Yeah, they, well, yeah, the, they no. would be drafted. They, well, no, I think they would. But be they would like dodge the Bill it. Yeah, they would dodge it. That, yeah, that's my point. They would Bill Clinton the whole thing. Uh, they would. They would be uh, uh, out of control. They're, they're needed on the home front. You see, they're freedom fighters. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact is, is that at this particular point in time, nobody wants this war. None of this serves any purpose other than to do what I said to hide their guilt. We have got masses of people dropping dead in our respective nations because of what they have done over the last two going on three years now. And they know you're waking up to it. They're firing tens of thousands, soon to be hundreds of thousands, soon to be millions of people from their jobs because they do not need them. They do not need you more specifically anymore. On top of that, then comes the next stage. Oh, how are we liking the Great Reset so far? They are going to strip you of your assets. You see, they know that you're going to react to that. They know that you're going to come for them. Oh, but pay attention to evil Putin over here. Pay attention to this boogeyman that we have over here. It's always a distraction throughout history to hide their guilt and what they have done and what they are about to do. That is why you see this escalation. That is why you don't see a single voice of reason. You don't see a single voice talking about peace at all. You ask yourself, well, why is there no one talking peace? Anybody that asked you that question, you respond in the following manner. The reason you don't see anybody talking peace is the same reason you don't see anybody admitting that there is a vaccine death. Putin, he's just so evil and corrupt and, and oh wait, but so is Ukraine and it's so evil and corrupt. Mm, I don't mm. know. Both are guilty of weapon smuggling and all kinds of uh, corruptions. Look at what the Bidens were involved with over there in Ukraine. No, th this this whole thing is just a sham. It's it's a smokescreen for what else is going on. The, the Great Reset. They don't want you to look at inflation right now. They don't want you to focus on that and look into why are we having inflation? Could it possibly be uh, from the, the policies that our government is continuing to push? Could it possibly be the ESGs, this... this um, uh, renewable energy standard. I, I, I would, uh, I would encourage others to, to, to look into that. And, uh, I, I would encourage you, the listener to look into that. Of course, if you've been listening for any time, you already know the answer to this. Yes, of course, the entire reason inflation is uh, going on right now is because of the world economic forums, uh, policies, this whole thing with, uh, uh Russia and, and Ukraine, it's just a smokescreen. Um, like I said, it, it also is another benefit for BlackRock. They could go in and do their 15-minute cities. Uh, I mean, they're, they want to buy up 50% of the world's uh, land by, what is it, like 2030 or 2025 or something like that. Uh, they want to have at least 50% of the world's land they own. So, you know, you own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Yeah, this is just another one of the corrupt... Uh, corrupt schemes that the that some dictator has for the rest of the populations of the world. And as I said, we can see what they're doing now. They can't hide it anymore. Those of us that are paying attention anyway. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early. Bruce, I would like to thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a fantastic evening.